Hi, thank you for tuning in to another episode of State of the Arts, a podcast where art forms are embraced and artists are celebrated. I'm Lee, your hostess of Ceremonies, and this is episode 92. My guest this week is Svetlana Kesselman, who was my classmate at the PMT Dance Studio back in the day when we studied the Argentine tango together under the great dance teacher, Brenda Neville. Uh, Svetlana is also a dancer of many other dance forms. She is an activist for many important causes. She is also a world traveler. Um, she also supports causes such as peace and liberty in the Ukraine and the fight against anti-Semitism and racism. She worked in various publishing companies and she's a graduate of NYU. Welcome to my show, Svetlana. Thank you so much for joining me. This is such an honor. Thank you. So, uh, thank you for having me. And you know what? I, I realize it's been so long that we've talked that I haven't even told you that I've switched jobs. So you studied dance. Was it as a child? I, I always tell this story and I, I think it's true. It's hazy a little bit in my mind, but when I was younger, my mom and I used to watch uh, Dirty Dancing, the movie classic, um, Patrick Swayze. Um, and, and now that I think about it now, there's so many like additional socioeconomic um, lessons in that movie, but uh, I loved it for the fun of dance. So that must have been right around when I was nine or 10. And I I saw that movie and I really wanted to get into dance. And then one day um, I, like I saw a sign for a local studio. I grew up in, um, in Brooklyn and that kind of cinched it. And I started maybe a little past 10 uh, doing ballroom and Latin dancing. And I got really, really into it. Um, I started competing and it was just for me also personally, I was a super shy child. So having something to really bring me out of that shell was really helpful. Um, so I met a lot of great people, um, had a lot of fun and it was a really, just a cool thing, cool, different thing to do. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's so exciting too. Thanks. Yeah. It's true. Oh my gosh. Yes. Those competitions are no joke. So I, I never went full extreme, but there was a lot of, you know, between the costumes and the hair and the makeup and the people did a lot of self-tanning, which I could not pull off, but the costumes at peace, I think, and the shoes, that was, all, I love the sparkly and the drama of it. So that was always uh, really fun, um, you know, and doing something with me and my mom. Well, we didn't go super, at that, at that time, we didn't go when we first started um, super far. It was just like local competitions around the Tri-State area, but it was just a really cool uh, experience people get very much into it and that's an excellent foundation too moving on to other dances that you've done for sure so I uh, when I first started I was doing um ballroom and latin uh so I think it was mainly partner work not mainly I should say it was all partner work um and I did that for ooh, a lot of years um probably up through high school when I took a pause and then um, at college I went to NYU and they had an NYU ballroom dance team so that was really great experience to just meet all new people and join that and it was the same type of dancing but I think that having that excuse me partner experience just discipline there's a lot of rules and different technique and form soul different dancing um helped me in my other dance journeys. So I think after I stopped competing, I wanted to look at things that were 
a little more social and a little uh, <laughs> less pressure filled than competitions. Um, like I probably right around the same time I started doing salsa dancing and that was just a really fun time, especially in New York City. There are so many different salsa groups, um, salsa events, salsa socials, but I already had all that foundation from ballroom. Um, and I think salsa was like, you take all that, but you add in a little more party and add in a little more, um, you know, just joy getting the beat of the music, just enjoying the music, enjoying all the people around you. So that really helped there. I think the the opposite effect was um, I started doing uh, hip hop dancing when I was uh, probably towards my end and my time at University of NYU. And I was so used to all the rules and the structure and of ballroom and all those syllabus and different things. Uh, hip hop was much more loose. And I have to say, like when I started at PMT, which is uh, the dance studio in also New York, one of the things the owner and shout out to Pavin again, um, said was, you know, you have to be a little more loose. You have to groove with it. And I, my question was how, how do I groove? I don't understand. So that took a little getting used to, um, or a lot getting used to, but it was just a different style of dance. And it was also just working with different emotions than I uh, was used to in, you know, ballroom and Latin, there's a lot of, uh, you know, proper, you smile, you lift up and hip hop was more loose. So getting used to that world was a really fun new experience. I loved, I loved all of it. They're all different and they're all really cool. Oh, that's wonderful. And you've done yeah. performances. I remember you being in the dance parade. Yeah. So actually I forgot probably my, out of all the dances I've done, um, and the one that we've met in, um, one of my most favorites was um, Argentine Tango. So when I started at PMT, there initially wasn't a tango uh, class there yet, but then Brenda Neville, shout out to Brenda, uh, joined. Uh, I love her. She's so great. And, um, and I figured, you know, tango, that's kind of in the line I've done international tango um, as part of uh, the ballroom series, but Argentine tango is just this whole kind of very mysterious and seductive world um, and different. It didn't have the same structure as an international tango with a certain set of rules. There's also two, I mean, there's many types of tango and there's, you know, people do it for competitions as well, but in terms of social dancing tango, it was very much a lead and follow. There's so much connection between the leader and the follower where, well, there's two different connections between a leader and a follower and the one between both of them and the music. And it's so playful and it's so sultry depending on the music, but it could also be really fun and upbeat. And I just really, I fell in love with and the history of the tango um, in Argentina and just how it got around the world and how it used to be seen as like a lower class dance, you know, in the shadows, but now it's just seen as this beautiful art form. I just, the whole world mesmerized me. So um, I did that at PMT and then I started doing it in other studios as well. Um, and I had an incredible teacher named Anton and he had a dance company. So I danced with them and we, for maybe a few years, um, actually shout out one more person, my partner in tango, Amin, who I just saw recently, he's living across the country now, but we danced together for a few years before he um, moved out of New York. And that was probably the highlight of my dancing experience. Uh, we did a show together, in the, a couple of shows together in the city as part of the group. And we uh, danced in the parade. And it was just truly some of the best 
dancing highlights for me. Argentine tango, I think, I feel like out of my, you know, whole dance years uh, definitely stood out and stood apart from the others. Do you want to go to Argentina someday? Yes. I asked that that is like a top bucket list thing. I absolutely do. Um, go to Argentina, dance the tank, go to the Malongas. Um, there's like a, a bunch of little things that I, I'm sure you remember too from socials, like uh, non, non-verbal cues at a Malonga. And I'm sure they still, I think people try to adapt that a little bit in New York, um, but in Argentina, you know, if you, if someone wants to ask you for a dance, you kind of just make eye contact across the room and then you give a little nod and then um, the leader will come to you uh, and then you start dancing and you have to dance in couplets of three. Otherwise it's super offensive. Um, so things like that, that I, I remember learning, but I feel like going down there and actually experiencing that at a Malanga would be amazing. Um, it's, you know, it's one of those things that's uh, been tough with the pandemic going on, Argentine tango is a very, for the slower songs too, a very close contact dance. So I think it's been a little tricky these past couple of years, but hopefully um, in the near future, Argentina's for sure on my list. I think it should be on every tango dancer's list. <laughs> I think I think we need to go <laughs> right now. <laughs> Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. You know, Sergio Segura, he arranges those tango trips like once a year. Yeah. He gets a group together. Let's do it. It's on the list. Yes, let's do list. it. Okay, yeah. definitely. We should definitely put it on the list. Um, so you're involved in a lot of great causes. I see your posts all the time. I admire you so much for the work that you do. Thank you. I admire you for the work that you do. Thank yeah. you. So what are some of the causes that you've been involved in recently? Yeah, so uh, most recently, uh, uh, as you know, unfortunately, the world has taken, or certain parts of the world have taken a really tragic turn. So uh, I am Ukrainian and I've been in the States since I was uh, four and a half. So I, I basically grew up here, but my whole family on both sides, 100% uh, Ukrainian. My parents grew up there. Um, I think even we've been here a very long time, uh, not to give away my age, but Ukraine is home. Um, and they were luckily able to go back um, once since we've been in America, um, maybe 10 or so years ago. And I wasn't able to go on that trip. It, uh, something happened. Uh, I think maybe I was had a school trip, whatever it was. Um, so I haven't been back since, since we left. But it's always been in the back of my mind. It's always been, you know, home. Um, and I always thought it was a little sad that I was the last person born there. Um, my brother does have, you know, two beautiful kids. Um, and although I have to say their language skills are probably better than mine at this point, but you know, they, they would have never seen Ukraine or experienced it. So all that to say with the war that happened, basically, a few days post six months now, um, there's been a war in Ukraine, uh, Russia started a war on Ukraine. Uh, trying to get more territories and it's just been really 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 heartbreaking to see uh we do still have some family there and just hearing the stories from them when my mom calls over to speak to them is just 
brutal and horrible. Um, I think we're a little bit lucky uh, than a lot of people. They are in um, an area of Kiev where they still have, you know, water and food and they're able to go down now and get the medicine they need. They're older, but uh, there are a lot of areas in the east and the south that just as you see from the news stories, just been so, so tragically hit. There's so many innocent people that just want to live freely and they can't. I mean, it's just every day it's a little bit more scarier. There's the possibility of, you know, the nuclear explosions from the plant. So it's just a horror story. So um, I've been trying to get involved. There's some incredible, another side of things, incredible, incredible organizations uh, within New York. I think the biggest is called Razom, which means uh, together in Ukrainian. And they are a nonprofit that from the ground up have been supporting uh, just local groups in Ukraine, sending anything from medical supplies, food, um, you know, armor for soldiers, just whatever they can to support the people there. Um, and also uh, organizing just a ton of things. I, New York City itself has a really big Ukrainian population. So organizing, you know, protests and marches, um, you know, letters to different members of Congress to explain why Ukraine needs aid. So it truly, I, I can't take credit for anything. They're really just an incredible group of people, a community that's been doing as much as they can to help uh, the people who need it. So that's of all things over the past couple of, it's been six months, my priority is just, you know, you, you hear about these different wars and you wanna do as much as you can, but I try to find little ways to help um, as much as possible. And again, I take no credit for this. People on the internet have been just so innovative and creative. I've been seeing posts, um, people just uh, either buying things from a, an artist in Ukraine's Etsy store and it, they'll buy digital things because obviously shipping, especially the first couple of months, um, shipping was an issue. Nothing was coming out of Ukraine or to Ukraine. So they would just buy a digital photograph on their Etsy store so that person would get the money right away and not have to send anything. Or people who um, booked Airbnb, there's so much with Airbnb, booked Airbnbs and you know would leave a note for the, for the Airbnb owner saying, you know, obviously we're not coming to visit right now, but hopefully this money for the couple of days will help you get your food or shelter or whatever you need. So it's just been a really, it's been heartwarming to see um, some of the response people just in any small way that they can really try to support the people who need it. So that that's what I'm trying to do. It's the whole situation's you know, extremely overwhelming, but I think as long as, you know, it's really hard and it's hard to read about things six months every day to read a terrible story, but as long as people continue to read and continue to support and continue to help whatever way they can, I think we can get through this. It's just, it's a very difficult situation. So that's been um, my top, <laughs> the top of mind thing for me. Um, and then the, uh, some of the other groups I support, you know, there's been so much different, different groups targeted for hate uh, over the past couple of years, especially, I think we've seen a rise in hate um, with everything going on in the world. I mean, a rise in AAPI hate, which is hits very hard, um, a rise in anti-Semitism, which also, again, I am Jewish, and that's been, 
really difficult to see. I think it's always been a little bit under the covers, but over the past couple of years, uh, some of these groups have felt emboldened and emboldened and empowered to come out. So um, just re and especially with the internet now, anyone can do it and social media and wherever anyone can do it um, very easily and very quickly from, you know, the comfort of their home or even in, you know, areas, a city like New York, which is a very, obviously very diverse city, seeing, you know, swastikas on synagogues or in schools. Um, it's just been really brutal the past couple of years. So anything to combat that kind of hate I think uh, is a is a worthy cause and you know something I hope everyone can do in their own little way as they can. Yes, absolutely. It's just sad what the world has become, especially you know ever since the election before the last one. And the yeah, you know, there's you know there's so much hate and there's so much anger and. It's sad that automatically, you know, I think at the start of COVID, we had this very short, very brief period of we're, we're all in this together. Like we, you know, we have to support each other. This is a disease, this is a virus. And then very quickly that rippled into here's who we have to blame. And, um, you know, it was magnified by many people with power, unfortunately, and uh, and we haven't gotten out of that, you know, if people are still looking for someone to blame as opposed to coming together. And that's really, really sad. Um, when we're all, you know, if we all, the human race supported each other, then Absolutely. I think we could have all been in a better place. Do you feel that we could possibly combine dance with worthy, important causes, like say have maybe an interpretive dance yeah. show? you know expressing opinions that are important <laughs> agree I mean I think having uh, creative ways to express these opinions is uh, so key I mean I was just even thinking there's so much about Ukrainian culture that I don't know um it's, it's kind of embarrassing I, I feel like I know so little like the way I grew up with my parents I was you know I, I'm Ukrainian that's it but just looking into there's so much culture. There's so much Ukrainian folk dance. And I think there was a touring group that was coming to the States, but just showing people, not just, you know, the horrors that are going on, but the really interesting facets of the culture, dance, music, tradition, I think is such a great, and not just with Ukraine, just with any other, anything in general, it's such a great way to, you know, combat hate, hopefully, just to show them this great, beautiful thing that they're missing I know even uh, I was just listening there's a Spotify playlist that's uh with United 24 which is um President Zelensky's uh group to you know raise funds for rebuilding Ukraine and he had a message on Spotify saying you know thank you for listening to the music here see all the joyous things about Ukraine and I think it takes it's so helpful when you know big people use their platform. Like I know um, Ed Sheeran did a song with, oh, and I I, I don't want to mispronounce their name with uh, Anitoila, a Ukrainian group, where it was a mashup of um, two-stepping, where it's a mashup of English and Ukrainian. And it got, you know, of course, Ed Sheeran got millions and millions of views. And here's an artist that people would never have known about, but, you know, 
Ed during the song really brought him out to the, and he's an artist and also fighting in the military right now, or I think he's a medic in the Ukrainian guard right now as well. So having someone like Ed Sheeran, uh, Coldplay, I think did a tribute with Ukraine and just having people raise, use their platform, raise their voices to show the beauty of the culture is so important through the arts. I mean, the arts really have so much power um, with things like that. So here's to doing that more. I think it's such a good idea to do dancing around it. And yes, we should be doing that more. <laughs> we should be, definitely. And there's so many great Ukrainian dancers too, famous ones. Yes, for sure. I mean, dance has always been, uh, you know, even in general in Slavic culture, such an important facet. Um, you know, not there's the folk dancing, I think ballet, just but so many other different versions that I need to learn about. Um, you know, I, that I took for granted that I, you know, one day I'll one day I'll go back and I'll see it, but. I definitely took for granted how much I how much I didn't know. So there's always a lot to learn. My employer is from the Ukraine. The one wow. I work for at the uh, nursing homes where I teach. How is, is she okay? Her family okay? He's yeah. He has a cousin who went missing. Um, the rest of his family are out of the way. Well, his cousin's in the military, so right. Like MIA for the time being, hopefully, you know, on the train. Um, Me too. Hopefully they find him okay. And the rest mm. of his family, they, they got out to a safe location for now. Um, yeah, mm. and uh, he gave me a petition. I signed the petition. He wants to change one of those streets in Manhattan to freedom for the Ukraine. I think it's a great idea. <laughs> I think so too. Actually, I just saw... Um... In Brighton Beach, there's uh in Brooklyn, there is they added a sign. I, I don't remember which street it was, and I think it was Ukrainian way. Just so great. I think one of the things that um I, again I took for granted growing up where you know I was growing up and I do uh, I speak Russian because that was the language that was, you know, when Ukraine was part of Soviet Union, Russian was enforced. Um and we're uh we grew up, or my family grew up, uh, um, more on the eastern side, where Kiev, the center, the capital is, where you know Russians just even now it's a huge language spoken. Um, I think more on the western side, it a lot of people know only Ukrainian, or a lot of the younger groups know only Ukrainian. Um, but when I was younger, growing up, I you know I'd say Ukrainian, and everyone would just say, "Oh yeah, Russian." Oh, my God. So I didn't fight it, um, which. In hindsight, obviously, Ukraine is a very separate language, a very separate culture. Um, so I think having and you know, Brighton Beach, everyone just assumed like, yeah, that's all the all the you know people from Russia. But meanwhile, there's a humongous Ukrainian population. So I think having a sign, Ukrainian way, Freedom Way, I think is a really cool thing. And I, I, I we should be doing that all around. Um, there's Little Ukraine, which is basically um, like a block and a half um, on the uh, in East Village in the city, which uh, has Veselka. And I think that's everyone's favorite restaurant there. It's fantastic. So everyone should go there. There's always a line. There's a couple other ones. There's a great one. And actually, I used to do tango in the basement. And I am now blanking on the name um, in one of the restaurants on that block. So it was, I think tango and Ukrainian culture also go together very well. Um, I'm sure there are a lot of Ukrainian tango dancers, which now I'm going to, after this podcast, I'm going to look up. 
Um, so yeah, I think shout out to Little Ukraine. I, there's a, three or four restaurants there that are all really great. Um, not as great as my mom's cooking. Um, so <laughs> I'll say that out flat, but I really, if you want to experience, you know, Pimani and Vedaniki, like super typical foods, fantastic. I have to go check that out. I did not even know there was a little Ukrainian. Yeah, it, it's small, but it's it's uh East. Oh gosh, I East Seventh. I want to say right in the East Village. Um, and and there's a couple of other places kind of uh around. Um, but that's really that's the the concentrated block of Ukraine. But perhaps they could have fundraisers for the Ukraine, salsa dances, milongas, and yeah. sell tickets. Yeah. That would be a good idea too. I love that idea. That would be great. Yeah, I wonder, I have to double check if they still do that milonga that's on that block. That's, that's a really good idea. I think that's a great way for people to get together and really build that community of, you know, dancers and uh, cultural communities. So I think that's a really great idea. I didn't even know you were in the salsa scene. I was as well yeah. for <laughs> um, maybe about seven or eight years. I went to Club Cachet, the Copacabana. Oh, yeah, me too. I wonder, we probably crossed scenes. It was right around the same time I was doing tango. It's, you know, the salsa world is different than the tango world. I feel like the, it's, the communities are different, um, but I, I, don't, I love both. They were both really fun. It was just a great, I feel like anytime you get a group of dancers together, no matter what the dance and it just, it ends up being a great night. Yes, oh, definitely. And it's mm -hmm. dance focused, which is great. You know, it's not like just yeah. 40 people drinking. It's people who are seriously performing their moves on the dance floor, which I love. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, it's, I do have to say, I really, uh, I don't do that quite as much anymore, but I really missed that time. That was, we should do it more. Um, that was a really fun time. Yeah, it was, it was a lot about, a lot of the point of going out was, yeah, I mean, we had, we had fun and drinks too, but it was going out and dancing. Like I didn't feel, if I didn't get like a couple of good dances in that night, um, then I'm like, oh, no, I, I need to before I go home. Um, so yeah, it's I I feel like the Copa just reopened. I keep they maybe they closed and they reopened, but I remember going there. Um, even a lot of the dance studios had salsa nights. Um, a dance sport was where actually I've met a lot of my friends that I still talk to now um, at dance sport. So we you know we go to class and then they'd have whatever the salsa night and we'd stay and just hang around and talk. They had a little area for, you know, if you want to just get dinner, have a table, but then they had the big dance floor and that was always really fun. But what was one of your most memorable performances? The ones that come to mind are both tango, so I can talk about them. Um, I, I know that's not true. I did do some salsa performances with PMT, uh, which were really fun. Um, but the tango ones, there were two. We did... Uh, Oosh, and I'm now blanking on the name. It was called uh, a dance. Uh, it was on February 14th. So it was a Valentine's Day show. It was called Dance Romance, I want to say. And it was uh, my old partner and I mean, we did maybe four or five dances. We had a solo and, and a couple of group dances. And 
we had different costumes for each and it was just a really like I feel like professional night we were at a restaurant I want to say um in the west village there was a stage there was a makeup and costume person and it was just I, I thought this whole show was really really well done I have to find some I wish I had a video from that um but it it was the dance company it was uh, maybe four or five couples and we worked a lot on that show I recall and it was a great night like it was one of those New York nights where I'm like I I'm performing on stage at you know for a crowd of people at, on Valentine's Day for their entertainment um and then the other one I did uh it was part of um actually this is um in New Jersey part of uh oof, not I'm forgetting every name now, um, part of a theater show and it was a 1920s uh, vintage, I'm sorry, theater show. So there, uh, my partner and I, this was um, a different partner, Jody, um, who uh, I also met through Anton and that dance group. Um, there was uh, a singer, there was a juggler, there was a comedian. So it was, but it was all 1920s. Uh, style so our dancing or our attire was based on the Rudolph Valentino look and we did two numbers and one of them was from a classic movie and it was just a big gorgeous theater um in Pittman I remember which city in New Jersey Pittman New Jersey but can't remember the name of the show and that was just like beyond any any kind of level that I've done before because we really had a full again, a full team. Um, and it was a full feature show. Um, you know, people bought tickets to the show. And I remember the best compliment I ever got was as I was walking out, it was kind of this older couple. And, um, you know, the woman said to her husband, why don't you ever dance like that with me? And he's like, well, once you can dance like that tango couple, then I will. <laughs> and I just, in a very sweet way, it just uh, melted my heart. It's, you know, we had a great crowd, great group of people. I think we performed for a, a week and a half, I want to say. Um, and it was just a warm, embracing crowd and I loved it. I loved every minute of it. So those are the two that really uh, stand out in my mind. But there were, I mean, we had so much fun. I remember the one on the opposite side of things where I, I felt super unsure was I remember doing my first um, hip hop performance at PMT. And like I said, hip hop did not come naturally to me at all. Like I never, I never thought I had that, that swag that you have with it. So doing it and you know it was just it was a smaller group and it was a lot of people that I knew and a lot of friends um and families but I've never felt so nervous as to that first performance because it was so opposite of how I naturally am or how I was in dance but it was just such a blast like after I did that first one I just wanted to do a bunch more um and it's also it's a little bit more freeing than um ballroom sometimes because I a partner was not required um you know you're part of a group of people but I didn't necessarily need to practice or have one partner or practice with one person consistently you know it was all of us in a group we were all in it together and uh you know we had the best times and you know the best catch-ups after a lot of late night there used to or there still is a late night McDonald's um well from the old location of PMT so we'd always 
we we had a really good time we had a really good bonding experience but that one I, I'll always remember I got out on that stage and I was like don't think just go <laughs> and um yeah it was it was like an adre- it was I mean all dancing is an adrenaline rush but I just remember my heart beating so fast and everyone <laughs> everyone's gonna think I uh, <laughs> I don't belong but it was a blast I would do it all over again gosh that's awesome Wow, is there anything you'd like to say to the listeners before we sign off? Um, I think just never underappreciate the arts. Like if you think, I mean, coming from me, I was I'm gonna be terrible at hip hop and I was and probably still am. Um, but never underappreciate just doing it for the joy of it. I mean, it's a really fun community. Um there's so many different dance styles. I mean, I, I think I talked about a lot of different ones, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's so many other partner dances, there's swing dancing, and there's so many um, non-partner dancing, like modern, um, jazz. There's something for everyone. And it really, if you're like me, a shy kid who was really <laughs> in my corner and afraid to talk to people, it really helps getting out of that shell. And it really helps um, if, if you're a person who overthinks everything. Again, me, uh, that dance was really the time where I can just shut my mind off for a little bit and just enjoy. So yeah, that, that's what I'll say. And then really appreciate, don't, don't underestimate how much you'll love it. Um, and also, there's so much to learn um, in terms of dance, arts, culture. Um, don't take that for granted. And, you know, with Ukraine, I, I always, like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get there. You know, it's, it's my home, but I really, if I knew then what I know now, I, I would have loved to look into Ukrainian dance, make more concrete plans to visit the country years ago. So yeah, that's, that's what I would say. There's so much in the world. There's so many cool things that, you know, if you take a little time and open your eyes to, I think people will love. That's great. Thanks. And on that beautiful note, I'm gonna sign off. Thank you so much for joining me, Svetlana. This was such an honor. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's so great to talk to you. It's my pleasure. And thank you everyone for listening. I encourage all of you to stay true to your dreams, be safe and be positive. Take care all.